Hello and welcome to episode 191 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined as always by your host and mine of Mr. Of Mr. Minimal Mac, Patrick Brown. <laughs> Hi, Pat. How you doing? How you doing, sir? Just renamed and rebranded your site. I uh, hope you're happy with that. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> Probably about due, to be honest for you. I don't know if Mr. Minimal Mac is the is the right uh, branding for you, though. I don't think that's very good branding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably not. I mean, I mean, the whole problem to begin with uh, around the branding of that site is it sets me up uh, basically as a poster child for, uh, um, I think, um, expectations which others uh, have uh, for me, which uh, I, quite frankly, are just unreasonable. <laughs> well, as well, as we, you sort of pitched, the, the, the site was different and it to, to what it is. It's, it's, it's evolved, yes. as all things do. Things evolve. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so what number is this? 191. Holy cow, man. So how are you, Pat? I'm doing okay. There, uh, I actually got an email from uh, from somebody uh, giving some feedback to the show who said he was uh, he that he had started listening not too long ago, probably like I don't know, you know, uh, 150 or something like that, and he's been listening since. But he's also started working his way backwards. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, that's a lot of audio to try to, to try to listen to, man. But not even just—I just can't imagine. I mean, we definitely had some great um, episodes early on, but oh, you, yeah. I just—I hate the there too. Yeah, that's my point. I, I hate the thought of people going back and listening to. I'm sure every show we've done is, has been of excellent quality, of course, because I have you. So. But I just all I it sh- I just shudder to think that people can go back and they can hear um, how my skills are changing, whether for the better or for the worse, and then they can. Oh, dude, do you remember the echo? Oh, yeah, I remember like, the echo. Like the first ten episodes have like this. <laughs> they sound like we're in like a cave somewhere. Well, it's, it's been no- hiding God- out with Bin Laden or yeah, something. <laughs> it was an effect that Garage Band put on the file. I think it was known. As the God voice, I think that was what... what the we voice of God, yes. Yeah. I also yes. didn't talk for like the first hundred episodes, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Michael, you're, you're very... Um, you're, you're very good at knowing when to... Uh, when you don't have anything to add, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not one of these people who talks for the sake, sake of talking. I try right? not to anyway, like I... Especially on this show... Because this is, this show is is about your insight, really. I mean, that's kind of what what we're exploring a lot of the time. Is you, well, it's, it's your they're your faults. I mean, a lot of the time we are exploring your faults. Sure, but uh, you know, one of the reasons I like having, I mean, because otherwise I'd just speak in the microphone by myself and send you the audio file. But the, the reason, one of the reasons I like having you is because I like to discuss these things. I like people to ask me questions. I like people to challenge me and say, you know what, I'm not buying it. You're wrong, you know, because it, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of, you know, how how great ideas are built. Um, so, probably- speaking of which, yeah. <clears throat> So uh, my 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 wife is actually one of my greatest challengers. Um, one of the reasons I uh, 
am absolutely smitten with her and, and that she, she remains not only my partner, but my best friend. Um, is because and your mortal enemy. <laughs> there are times. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this show, so I can get away with murder. Um. Uh, no, the the uh, the nice thing is, is that we have these great discussions, and you know, here's the other thing I've I've mentioned before on the show. Many people know this. Many people follow me know this. But just to clarify for those that don't, um, both my wife and I work for ourselves. We we not only had our own kind of sole proprietorships for, you know, the years that we've been married. But as of January 1st, we've actually merged and become become a consultancy of our own, um, basically merging our two, our two businesses. Um, and so, you know, I suppose we're now a company of two. Um, and you have a but, new boss, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the same <laughs> as my old boss. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, but yeah the well that's part of it right so um i think that there is an increasing amount of mythology and romanticizing and and she and i were having this discussion this is the whole reason i brought her up um we were talking about the kind of mythology and and, and romanticizing that goes uh, around when it comes to uh, freelancing. And I think that there's an increasing amount of this uh, these days because um, the Internet affords such great opportunities um, for people to work on their own passions and, and dreams and get paid for it, right? Um um, you know, there are any number of examples of this from, you know, folks like Sean Blanc and, you know, and others who uh, write full time um, for their sites. And, you know, that's kind of how they make a living through membership offers. Uh, Sean's is going on right now. You should sign up and uh, and, and, and support him, by the way. Um, he's got a, a second child on the way, too, which is even more the reason why you should do so. Um, Michael will put a link for you in the show notes to go and do that um, because it's important, because the work he does is important. Um, but I digress. Uh, to the whole app ecosystem, right? I mean, you got you know a guy like Marco Arment who I mean, can you know, I don't know how much Marco makes, but my guesstimate is probably I'd say he's probably netting about hundred thousand dollars per year would be my guess. Hundred K? I would say more yeah. than that. Did you see the uh, Yeah, maybe. Well, the reason would be did you see the um the article I can't remember who it was that did it, it's gonna be in the show notes, where um Marco was talking about the money that um the magazine makes. And obviously this is before taxes, but um, the magazine, after all outlays, um, paying the start, like paying Glenn to edit, paying all of the writers, paying all of the costs, after yeah. all of Apple's cut, it's fifteen grand a month. Yeah, there you go. So That's then, nice. Then also you've got Instapaper. Yeah, sure. You got Instapaper. I mean, yeah, okay. The dude's doing well, and I, I, I think 
personally, I feel like he deserves it because he's sure. created some excellent stuff. I mean, yeah. do, do not get me wrong, but it was just, yeah. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, but it I mean, he's, on, you know, he's one guy. It's NPR's Planet Money blog. Ah, okay. All right. So I'll, uh, I'll, put it, I'll put it in the show notes. But, I mean, my whole point was not to get into, you know, I don't know, uh, gossip about how much people are making. Um, but my point was simply to say that the opportunities have increased in our, and are increasing for people to pursue that path. Okay. And that there are still lots of people out there that look at that and think, wow, I, that's, that's the life I want. You know, that's the dream, man. And, and I, I, I think they, they, you know, they think of these things and, you know, she and I were laughing about this without really thinking through the, the truth, the facts of the situation, right? You know, I think one of the, you know, one of the myths that we discussed that, that came up was this idea that, um, you know, you don't have a boss, right? That, you know, you can, you know, kind of make your own decisions and, you know, make your own plans and do your own thing. And 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 nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, is that not only do you do you have a boss, even if it's just you and you have no clients and you're some app store developer or whatever, you have a boss, right? It's you. And you're probably a worse boss than the one that you had. You're probably a very poor manager of yourself, right? <laughs> you're probably your own worst en enemy because now not only do you have to come up with the plan, come up with the with the tasks to do, come up with the you know all of the you know han handle the dependencies, handle the cash flow, handle all of this stuff. Not only do you have to do all of that stuff that you know a boss would do or a company owner would do or several employees would do, but you also are the worker bee too. Right, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to motivate yourself to get all this stuff done. Um, so, yeah, you very much have a boss, and yeah, it's it's a horrible boss. Um, and not only that, but it, let's say you do have a consultancy or something like that, like I do, where you have clients that are dependent upon you or customers that are dependent upon you. Actually, what you have is I don't know five, ten, fifteen, two hundred thousand bosses. Who all have an idea about what you should be doing with your time right now. And quite frankly, they're the ones who are paying you. So you kind of have to, I don't know, at least consider their demand. Which is, of course, more important than anyone else's. And they're all more important than anyone else's. Um... This idea that, oh, well, you know, I can be in control of when I take time off and when I take vacation. And, uh, and you know, my wife and I were like, you know, that's the biggest laugh of them all. Because unless you're tremendously successful and assuming that you really do only work for yourself and have no one else depending upon you to get stuff done, you don't get vacation. 
you don't get time off. Your day going from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m.? Likely not. Uh, you are going to be working in some way, shape, or form all the time. Especially if you're a writer. Because, I don't know, one of the reasons why I'm, I, I am able to write is because, you know, as I've written about before several times on my site in various ways, shape, or form, everything is the potential for something to write about and everything that's, you know, and if everything is a potential to, for me to write about, it has the potential for me to find some insight there that's interesting, some angle, something to write about, well, then that's potential work for me. Right. Yeah. So now the whole world, every interaction I have, every conversation I have becomes work or at least the potential for work. And this isn't to say that, you know, that this is a problem and this is not using work in a bad way. Right. The fact is, I love what I do. Right. I really do. And I do it naturally. It comes to me naturally. It's not like I can turn it off or turn it on. And my wife loves what she does. And, you know, it's not like we can, you know, go to Disney and enjoy Disney and, and you know, take a, a full week there and enjoy being with our daughter and the whole nine yards. But we got plenty of work done while we were down there. Because guess what? Our clients didn't take a vacation. My site didn't take a vacation. You know, um, emails did not take a vacation. <laughs> so are you saying that you can't ever take one? I'm, I, I'm saying that it would be a very long time and a very different situation where I'm able to truly take the vacation that I want. I mean, which I actually just wrote about on on uh, on my site uh, not too long ago. Um, I think the title of the post is um, "A Real Vacation," which is to basically, yes, not work, <laughs> right? <laughs> Completely unplug, disconnect, tell everyone that you know. Not only am I going to be gone, but I'm not going to tweet it. I'm not going to take a. I'm not even going to take a camera to take pictures because I'm not even going to talk about it when I come back. So here's a, here's a, here's a challenge for you then. All right. Why? What's why stopping, what? What's stopping you doing that? When you went to Disney, why didn't you tell, you know, the pe- why didn't you tell your clients I'm going to be away? Like, I can't imagine that they would go, well, this is preposterous. We're never going to work with you again <laughs> because they're going to take a holiday. Like, so I would question you, Mr. Rohn, as to why mm-hmm. you feel that you cannot tell your clients that you're taking a break. Because it is very normal for people to take holidays. People take multiple holidays a year. Sure. Well, I let my clients know I was going to be out of town and, you know, therefore there were certain services I wasn't going to be able to perform. But that certainly didn't mean that, that you know, they were not, you know, sending me an email with a question here or, um, you know, saying, saying, hey, can we set something up for when you're back? So why did you check the email? Ah, because here's the deal. When you work for yourself... When the work doesn't get done, you don't get paid. You don't make money. 
This is what you hold on. Okay. With your job, you have vacation time, right? Yes. Paid vacation time, right? Yes. You have paid sick time, don't you? Yes. You get sick, you can call up and you can say, look, I need to take a sick day. I have the flu. You get paid for that day, don't you? I do. I don't. I do not. And this is the reason why I couldn't. Because the fact is, is that neither my wife and I are yet in the position where we can turn down the opportunity to make money. Okay. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, certainly that's a goal. You know, that's a lovely goal. I'd like to be able to make that goal, but I'm certainly not in that in that position right now. Do you think and, that in, 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 this, in the same way that if you did not if you did not get sick days, if you did not get paid vacation, you would be far less likely to actually take them? Yeah, of course. Do, do you not think that there's? I mean, obviously, you know, you said you're not in the position now, but do you think that there is a an ability for somebody to factor it into their annual plan, you know, that you want to earn X amount so you're able to take that break once a year. Uh, sure, sure. I think there is. And, you know, uh, let's, let's be real here. I mean, you know, you know my financial situation and you know that I, you know, if, if push really came to shove, yeah, could, probably could have done it. You but- could sell one of your fleet of houses. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but good point. Touche, right? Yeah. The, you know, but the fact is, is that I mean, I think it's We're building a business. Yeah, and as well. And and that business, that business is not yet in, in a position where either of us can can take the time off and we are also not in the position where if there is an emergency with one of our clients that we don't have to solve it and i guess as well you have chosen to live to a certain style of life as most people do and Mm. you know you could maybe scale that back but that would mean that you might be less happy because your quality of life changes and you know i guess do do you see what i'm saying yeah, no, I I completely see what you're saying, and I would say that um, you know most m- most people would be surprised. I mean, one of the reasons why we are able to live the way that we do and do the things that we are able to do is because we have worked hard to to quote unquote scale back. Right, we've worked very hard to uh, eliminate as much debt as possible. For instance, to um, y- you know, my my wife, as I may have mentioned before on the show, she's she's a very frugal uh, individual. <laughs> she's always looking for a way to save money. Um, we actually are going out on a date night tonight, and we had a place all picked out uh, until she saw this place that's got a uh, dinner for two special for $35, and suddenly our entire plans for our entire date night changed. (laughs) 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 You know, it's like $35 for two entrees, a bottle of wine, and a dessert. (laughs) She's like... Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap date. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> yes, she she can be, um, uh, which is one of the you know one of the beauties of uh, being married to her. But she makes those choices so that we can take our daughter to Disney World for for six days and five nights. Uh, yeah. You know, what I mean, it's like you know. Yeah. Saying no is saying yes to other things, and and so I guess what I'm trying to say is that this life, the life of the freelancer, is not for everyone. It takes a particular type of individual, a type of individual who is comfortable with risk. A type of individual who is comfortable with 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 um, with making hard choices. Um, the type of individual who can be very self-directed, um, and quite frankly, the sort of inter- individual who. Um, Uh, who, and I'll get into this, I think, after our break here, I'll, I'll dive deeper into this, who is dissatisfied, which is not to be confused with unhappy. But I think that this is probably a good time to take a break on this. It's the perfect time. All right. So um, we're going to take a quick break, of course, and we're going to talk about our lovely friends over at squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. And that those words have never been truer as they are at the moment because um, we spoke about this a little bit last week. But Squarespace, who give you um, fantastic hosting, they give you great page builders to build a website with, they give you um, tools to build portfolios, blogs, they give you um, social service integration so you can tweet and post to Facebook directly from your site and have all that beautiful stuff done. They have recently launched Squarespace Commerce, which is a new platform that allows you to integrate a store into your website and instantly start accepting payments. You can sell anything, physical goods, digital goods. The Squarespace Commerce um, platform allows you to sell basically anything, and they give you the tools that you need to do that. You, You have inventory management built right in. It's really simple and easy to use. You can process customer orders directly in the site. They've partnered with Stripe to accept payments so you can have a checkout system right there you can print packing slips from within squarespace um you can create customizable emails um, and this is all inside their intuitive interface and they've even thought of uh, even some of the real handy things but the things that are in the background that you might not need often but they're really they're really great that they're there that you can set up multiple shipment methods you know if you've got different ways that you want to ship mm-hmm. your products out you can do that um you can Look at things like tax taxation ruling and stuff like that, and see how you know with with the multiple different tax stuff all across the globe, especially in the states, and also set up coupons as well. If you want to give a um, a, a coupon offer for a physical good, you can do that. But you can also set up coupons and sort of timed timed coupons for digital stuff. So if you want to say, you know, you've purchased this album, you have twenty four hours to download it. You can set a time expired coupon to do that, so people don't share it around, for example. So they've really thought of 
the big things and also the minutiae as well when it comes to setting up a store online. And this is built into Squarespace's existing platform, which also offers great apps, award-winning 24-7 customer support, the stuff you've heard us speak about before. If you want to set up a website, whether you want to sell products or you want to just set up a blog of your own, Squarespace gives you everything you need to do that. Go to to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can start your free trial and find out more information there. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan, $20 a month for their unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll get 20% off. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. There are some additional fees and services that apply to Squarespace Commerce. If you decide to purchase, use the code 70 decibels 2 at checkout and you will get an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Yeah, check it out. You think that Check after it saying it for this amount of time, I wouldn't call them Square Squace or whatever I was going to say. <laughs> Square Squace. <laughs> but I it's still okay, have the man. ability. I, I have the ability to, ability to swallow my own words as I just yeah. did then again. As you just did. As you just demonstrated. Even. It's a funny a funny thing that I, that I do, Pat. And this is another little meta discussion. I'm sorry. I'm railroading no, your topics no, now. No, we're great. Is I am a man with a heavily colloquialized accent and i think i just made up a word no you didn't um i i grew up in the east end of london so i'm considered to um to be a cockney mm-hmm. um and yeah so i was you know I, i'm considered to be a cockney sorry and um with that i have a I have a, a very distinct London accent. And because of that, there are some words that I naturally pronounce very pecul- peculiarly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pronounce THs properly. Um, I don't, and, and I skip lots of letters. It's just something that was the way that I spoke as I grew up. So, yeah. you know, there, there are many letters hidden inside words for me that I skip over. And I'm constantly making faults. See, I did it then when um, talking on the shows to try and cover these up and hide them a bit so I'm more accessible to other people. So that's why sometimes I try, I stumble over words as I try and find the correct um, way to pronounce Pronunciation? them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, and it that's is an, interesting. It is an ongoing thing, and especially my THs, to the point now where, and this happens to me most when I'm, when I'm singing, because I'm, I'm a man who enjoys to sing, um, I pronounce the th sound, for words that start with F. That is a weird oh, really? side effect that so, I've had. So uh, in, in these parts, that would be considered a lisp. But it's not, it's not a... Um, it's not like a speech defect that I have. No. But it's just where I'm, I think so much about it, especially the TH, more than any other, really. Because I would say think, when that's not mm-hmm. correct. It's think. So sometimes I will say... Um, I will make the TH sound where an F is, is what's needed. Wow. How strange is that? Well, I wonder if, I mean, do you think perhaps you're overthinking it? Oh, yeah, that's why. That's why I do it, because I'm, I'm, overth- I'm overthinking it. I just did it. See, I, I stumbled again. Mm-hmm. But it's just because I, I want to, and it's something that I've gotten better with and can actually do continue to get better with. But mm-hmm. it's just something I just want to make sure that um, I can be very easily understood. Yeah, because now, we have this... we have many people that listen, and English is their second language. And I want to make sure that I'm as close to the Queen's English as possible. 
Well, I see. I've always found such things fascinating. Um, I, I remember discussing this on the show, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm thinking about somewhere else. But I have a tendency to um, to fall into accents, uh, especially if it's places that I've uh, spent time in. So, like before we went down to New Orleans last year, I warned my wife don't be surprised if my accent suddenly changes because when I'm around you know when I'm in New Orleans I'm hearing that accent again I fall back into it very quickly and you know normally my you know my speech is I have a very midwestern Minnesota I mean uh, you know this this is your traditional American TV accent yeah um and uh yeah but uh, when I get down to Orleans, I start talking like this, yeah, I get a little bit more of a, a little bit <laughs> in my voice and start putting yeah, no at the end of my sentences, start uh uh making the uh, t sound a little bit more harsh, yeah, listen to you, the a is a little bit more long, and uh light light lilt. <laughs> I think that. that. <laughs> I can understand uh, that. I think that that's something that a lot of people do. Yeah, and and I would imagine too, if you know, if you, if your background is East London uh, and you have more of a Cockney um, uh, accent, that when you around are around others that have more of a more of a Cockney accent, you are more likely to fall. To fall back the other way. Yeah, Sammy you know says I mean? it's always worse when I'm when we're with my family to the point where she literally sometimes cannot understand what I'm saying <laughs> because we have lots of um, we have lots of words that that are exclusive to where I grew up, mm. like more so that some of some of the words that we use are like sort of amalgamations of two words. Yeah. Um and and so you know we kind of um we use these words where a regular human being would not. So it becomes very difficult because they sometimes as well don't have basis in yeah. in regular yeah. human language. Yeah. Well, and I I realize too that there's like um it's interesting you bring this up because ah <clears throat> uh, your 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 brother, uh, uh, your compatriot uh, there, uh, Terry Lucy, mm-hmm. Mr. Terry Lucy, was complaining about some footballer who he had to unfollow because it was you know even though he's an Arsenal fan, he, this particular Arsenal player was you know just kind of you know a sourpuss or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and so I wanted to see what he was talking about, and so I clicked through to to you know Arsenal players. Twitter account. I basically couldn't understand a damn because <laughs> <laughs> he's probably writing as he would speak. I would assume. right because well, not only is he writing as he would speak, but also it's um, in a lot of these cases he was talking about a whole culture, i.e., right. English football culture, as it were. That has its own language, its own words, its own like understood um, terminology, terminology and yeah. context, yeah. right? 
And I would, and the thought crossed my mind when I looked at this. I'm like, I wonder if this is what British people see when, like, the Super Bowl is on, and all we're doing is tweeting yes. about football. Does yes. it sound like this? This is it, like this whole I, like language, basically, that you just don't even understand. Where I haven't even uh, read what you're talking about, I know that that's the case because yeah. I, I see things during American sport, sporting events. Just words and phrases. And like I'll see people all say the same word or phrase like in a row. And I'm like, I actually don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, exactly. But I can tell you're very excited about it. So I'm happy for you. <laughs> but I mean, and that said, even even Mr. Lucy, if you if you look at his Twitter stream, you know, there are times when I mean, he is he is, you know, I mean, he's very British and he, you know, and he he tweets like a young, <laughs> you yeah. know, like a young hooligan. Actually. He is very, he is very true to. He is more true to his actual human personality on Twitter than uh, Twitter than I am. That's yeah, one yeah. Twitter. I would say Twitter. That that is my colloquial way of saying that. So that I, that is the example. Yeah. So where I try my best to say Twitter, the actual way that I would say it is Twitter. That is how I would say that word. The T's right. disappear, and they're just uh-huh. more E's. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just become a grunt in the middle of the word, basically. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know. I find this stuff fascinating. Did you know, you probably didn't know this, because I probably don't really have ever mentioned this before, but... Uh, so my first dream job and when I was a young man in high school, think about what I wanted to do with my life was I wanted to be a high school English teacher. Um, but then as I got older and got closer to uh, college, uh, I realized what I really wanted to be wasn't, was a linguist. And so I find such conversations absolutely fascinating um, because I, uh, I am especially interested in, in these sorts of linguistic uh, differences. And they, uh, you know, they, they fascinate me not just as, you know, uh, just as someone who wanted to be a linguist, but also as a writer, right? Because, um, it, well, because if I wanted to, you know, make you a character in a story and wanted to really portray how you, how you speak, I'm going to have to work these nuances in, right? I'm going to have to spell, you know, Twitter T I or T W I apostrophe E R, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> um, you, you, you you get what I'm saying? If I'm going to write dialogue for you, I'm I'm going to have to work that in so that the reader can conjure in their mind, get an accurate picture of how you actually speak. You, if, that makes sense. It does. Yes. So. There, there are styles of writing like Cormac McCarthy. He writes like that, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. writes as Yeah, well, they're... I mean, tons of people do. Yeah, right? but I think he's a and, popular and one. Elmer Leonard. Uh, you know, you read, uh, I mean, even, uh, um, you know, read uh, anything by, you know, Alice Waters or, or uh, um, oh, gee, or, I'm sorry, Alice Walker. Sorry. Or, uh, I, I mean, or Richard Wright or um, Ralph Ellison, right? You're going to get a lot of African-American 
um, you know, slang from the you know twenties and thirties, and and that, and all of that dialogue and all of those nuances. And so, yeah, yeah, it's very, you know, this is how you bring characters to life, totally. right? Oh, we've got off on a tangent, though. A ridiculously long tangent. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, then I'll try to try to make this short. So uh, I wanted uh, out of that conversation that I was having about the romanticization of freelancing, and not only talking about that with my wife, but talking about it with my friend Garrick, who I've mentioned before. We have coffee every Monday. Uh, he's uh, the smartest uh, guy I know, um, outside of my wife, who's not a guy, and. Um, um, and I love, uh, you know, kind of continuing on these conversations with him to, to get his take. And it led into this very uh, interesting and fascinating conversation, and, and that is this. I, I th- uh, the idea being that um, we live in a society that largely pushes and sells us the idea of contentment, right? That, uh, you know, we, we don't want to stick out. We want to be part of the status quo. We want to wear what everyone else is wearing. We want to drink what everyone else is drinking, um, you know, and, and that by being part of the status quo, part of the, the normals, as it were, and fitting in um, that 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 is an ideal that we all should 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 strive for, right? And that you know the problem with that is um, is that uh, there's a certain breed of people, like um, and I feel I fit into this class. I, I think. Um, you likely fit into this class. I would guess a guy like Marco fits in this class. Ben Brooks definitely fits into this class. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, certainly um, people for whom that will never be a goal of theirs because, because they are driven by dissatisfaction. And I believe that, in large part, uh, dissatisfaction is one of the key ingredients of, of success. Uh, examples. Uh, Michael Jordan. Great, great, great uh, article, uh, by the way, uh, that I will... Uh, Make sure Mike gets so he can uh, put it in the show notes. Go I'm going to to post it right there. Um, uh, about uh, Michael Jordan, uh, widely recognized as the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, as he um, reaches his fiftieth birthday. And it's it's actually a rather sad portrait because you you realize that he he's still not satisfied despite the fact that he has achieved every imaginable goal possible in the sport despite the fact that you know 
he can still, out of shape and old and everything, best almost any player in the league. That that there's a restlessness about him. There's a there's a a, a a constant fight that is going on internally. Um, that you know he 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 will likely never know peace because it's just not who he is. It's just not how he's built. It's not you know. And everything that made him the greatest basketball player in the world is likely going to be the reason why he will never be happy. Now, I want to be very careful with what I'm saying here. I am not saying that those who are dissatisfied are universally unhappy. Um, I think in in extreme cases, like Mr. Jordan's, um, that can certainly be the case. Um, But I would say that that's not it at all. Um, That dissatisfaction does not uh, equate with with happiness. I also am not going to say that those who um, are um, those uh, who are satisfied, who are content, you know, the sorts of people um, you know, I happen to to know one, I I won't name names, but I used to be married to her. Um, (laughs) Um she was she's the sort of person even to this day her dream job is one where she shows up at 9 leaves at 5 gets her you know gets her vacation time gets her her paycheck does the most amount of work possible to not get fired but not so much that you really get noticed, right? Because those who get noticed also, you know, make easy targets. So, no, you just want to go in. You just want to cruise along quietly and hope that the company is around forever so that you can retire to someplace warm uh, and, 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 the, and never really make any sort of real impact but that's not to say that she doesn't do a great job, right? She does a fine job. She does a perfectly okay job. But what she doesn't do is do a remarkable job because she doesn't want to be remarked about in any way, shape, or form. She just wants to show up and get her paycheck. And even when she does take a vacation... Her, her dream vacations that she goes on whenever she gets vacation? A cruise. Why? Because everything's just taken care of. You don't have to. You go on the boat. You can eat as much as you want. You can participate or not participate if you want. There's a schedule. There's activities. And you can do them if you want or not. And maybe you'll show up in some foreign country port and they'll tell you when to get off the boat and they'll tell you when you can get back on the boat. And you you can just not worry, not have to think about it. Because thinking, thinking requires effort, right? Thinking requires work. And, you know, when you're on vacation, you don't want to have to think. You don't want to have to plan. You don't want to have to explore. You just want to veg. 
and not have to worry about anything. And and that's you know and that's her mindset, and that's great. The world needs people like her, and that's and that's fine. But the world also needs, and the world gets changed by the people who are the polar opposite of that. The people for whom, you know what, this light bulb's not good enough. I'm going to make it better. The music player I want doesn't exist. I'm going to make one that I do. The, you know, I want the ability to take these long articles that I can only read right now in a web browser and put and, and take them with me on my phone so I can read them offline. I'm going to make something that does that. These are the people who are not satisfied with how things are. And then once they do make something that meets that goal, they always are looking for a way to make it even better. They're not satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. Marco's not satisfied with Instapaper. He's not satisfied with the magazine. He's not satisfied, you know, with, you know, with, you know, there's always something to make them better. There's always something to improve. He just made a change to to the magazine that he said was the biggest mistake he made with <laughs> launching it, right? The ability to read full articles online and share them, right? Um, you know, he's had a tremendous success with 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 uh, with that product, and he could have kept it just the way it was, and very few people would have complained. But he was never satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I would imagine that you, Michael, are not satisfied, right? You would be correct. I, th- I guess I fit that bill in a way. Yeah. There's always more I want to do. I'm, I'm yeah. Never, I'm never finished. Right. And I would argue that, and we talked about this before, one of the reasons that five, uh, I almost said five by five, sorry, the 70 decibels. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a faux pas has been the success that it has is because you weren't satisfied with just the brochure you weren't satisfied with just the brochure with you and Terry doing it you weren't satisfied until you had a guest on and then once you had a guest on you weren't satisfied until you had another guest on right Yeah. <laughs> and then you weren't satisfied until you had a whole nother show and then once you had two shows, oh, wait, we can build a network. And once you built the network, oh, now we can have even more shows. And you're still not done. Far from done. There's always something. There's a you know? something. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I want to be very clear, that doesn't mean you're unhappy, right? You're not unhappy with how things are going. You're very happy with how things are going. Yeah. And you know, and making the comparison to to uh, to said unnamed person who I happens to be my ex wife, um, uh, she's very happy. She's very happy with her life. It you know, it, I mean, it works exactly the way that she wants it to, and that's fine, right? So I, I want to be very clear that dissatisfied does not mean unhappy. 
And I think, I think especially with the posts and some of the feedback I've been getting, a lot of people have kind of taken it that way. Um, or I shouldn't say a lot of people. Some people um, have given me feedback that basically said, well, what's wrong with someone who just wants to go work for somebody else and show up and do a good job and go home at the end? I mean, the world needs those people. And yeah, sure, the world definitely needs those people. I'm just here to say that I don't think that those people are going to really change the world. That the world is only changed by the people who are dissatisfied with the world. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I all of this is all wrapping around to say, please don't romanticize this life. <laughs> it's hard. It takes a lot of work, and it takes a very special breed of of individual. And if you don't fit that bill, um, it will only make you sad and unhappy and frustrated. Um, mainly because uh, at that point, it's all on you. Nothing is ever given to you. So, so I think we'll wrap it up there. Sounds good. Um, Patrick, you can be found online at patrickrone.com. You are at Patrick Roan um, on Twitter, app.net as well. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening to this mm. week's episode of Enough. Really um, appreciate it. You guys have no idea how much it, it means to each of us. So thank you. Indeed. All right. We'll yeah. chat later, my we friend. We will. Cheers. Cheers.